Welcome back here. The whole nine yards here on a Monday night. Did not record Sunday night just because the weather delay, but Brandon, how's it going? Uh, good. Um, you know, I mean, you came over for Sunday games uh, yesterday, so that was, I guess we watched, we watched the Pats game. Um, I went upstairs to watch the Cowboys game, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, um, I will talk, you'll talk about the Pats game later in the week, but I guess just quickly, I mean, that was, that was definitely a dicey game. Probably, you. I mean, I, you know, I was looking at your reactions to some of that stuff. I mean, they probably should have lost, to be honest, but um I mean, they won, so that's all that really matters, but definitely not the most encouraging uh, game for the Pats there. Yeah, like a quick one statement, one sentence thing is we should have lost that. The Texans gave the game away. Um, yeah, I'll talk more about it in the Patriots episode, but um, I guess we'll talk about Sunday night because that was a game where I think many people predicted Bills in what could be a blowout. I think that's what your opinion was. I was – I don't want to bet against Mahomes – at some point, I think this Chiefs team's going to hit their form. Why not week five? Um, and the Chiefs essentially got blown out. It was never competitive the whole night. There were times when you thought, all right, maybe the Chiefs can get something going, but whether it be the pick that Mahomes threw in the goal line that one drive or just the defense not being able to stop a nosebleed, um, the Bills just ran away with the game. In Arrowhead, with the weather delay, Allen looked great. Scored 38 points. You only have to throw 26 passes. Um, rushed for a touchdown. Dawson Knox had a big night. Looks like a new weapon for the Bills. But honestly, I think this game says, like, I don't know whether or not. I mean, what do you, okay, what's your opinion? Do you think this game says more about the Bills being a top team slash the top team or more about the Chiefs being just not as good as people think they are? Well, I think the, the Bills have, I've always at least viewed the Bills as a top team. I know you've at least been a little bit more down on them, but I've always viewed them as a top team, um, not just the AFC, but the NFL. Um, so I'm not really looking at the Bills here. I'm more so looking at the Chiefs. I mean, we've talked about their defense for a couple of weeks now, saying that when it gets to the postseason, it'll get better. And I, I still hold faith on that, but it's looked really bad so far. I mean, they just got – I mean, the Bills had no problem going up and down the field. But honestly – the offense of the Chiefs last night, if you look at their um, scoring drives, I mean, first first drive, 17 plays to go score for them. I mean, like, you're just expecting Kansas City to get, you know, less than eight plays usually because you're just hitting – you're hitting Tyreek deep. You're getting Kelsey for 20 yards. You're getting chunk plays. So, 17 plays. Um, these are just the scoring drives, by the way. 17 plays, 12 plays, um, eight plays, but that was like a kind of like a two-minute drill right before the half. Um a seven play drive, but again, two and a half minutes on that. And then all the other drives were either a punt or turnover. So it just wasn't, it wasn't a chiefs game at all. Um, Mahomes looked really bad. Um, you know, that maybe the weather delayed something at halftime. I mean, it was 24, 13 going at the half, you know, maybe they did, they did force the bills to punt uh, first drive, second half, but it was just a really bad game for them. And you know what? They're two and three. Um, the Chargers are four and one. They already have a game up on them. So, you know, we'll see. We thought this division was definitely going to be tough, but we still thought the Chiefs would, you know, have 14, 13 wins. You know, it's going to be tough for them to get the 13 wins, 14 wins. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much – well, not impossible, but they'd have to go undefeated now to get to 14 wins. Yeah. Um, offensively for the Chiefs, I'm still not worried. I mean, I've heard some people saying, you know, the new game plan is out on the Chiefs where you just 
essentially double team, double team Tyree kill. You have one guy glued, him on, glued onto him the whole game with the safety over the top. And then Kelsey, you just admit the fact that he's going to get his plays. That's been the strategy for the past two and a half, three years now. Um, and even then that's, they still, they still find ways to score and Tyree still finds ways to get open. So I don't think a, a strategy that simple or a method that simple is just like the new way to, to guard. I mean, that's what I would do, but I don't think that's like guaranteed to just, you know, for Mahomes to go 33 at 54, two touchdowns, two picks every time. That's just, I have faith in this offense that it's going to get back to normal. Um, I mean, it looked better against the Eagles. I know the Eagles are the Eagles, but I, I have faith in this offense that it's going to be the best in the league going forward, at least in the postseason by the time we get there next week. I don't know. It may take some time for them to start gelling again, but defensively, I still think that's where the questions are. Um, you just have to get better. I know you missed Chris Jones, but the pass rush last night was awful. Frank, Carl, Frank Clark, I just, I don't think he, you can look at that trade now and just start to question it. Um, and everywhere on the defense, you just don't have a lot of special. I mean, it's Matthew and it's Chris Jones. And other than that, it's a bunch of just meh. Um, you had, you missed your starting corner last night as well, but I, I frankly, I'm not sure that really makes much of a difference. Um, so yeah, the defense just has to get better, but if it does get better, I'm betting on the fact that we'll get better. I still think this is one of the best, if not the best team in the league. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah. One thing I'll say about the Frank Clark trade, I mean, you know, if you look at D Ford's numbers, I mean, he hasn't been anything either. So, you know, I think that maybe he's better if he's on the chiefs or something. And, you know, you know, there's always that argument as well, but you know, he played, 11 games, 2019, one game last year. He's played five games so far this year, but he, I mean, he hasn't had any stats at all. So uh, I don't know, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't a D4 person either, but um, it's not like you had to make that trade. You could have looked somewhere else. So, yeah, yeah. It's not like D4 wasn't an asset at all. Um, so, but, you know, this team definitely does, it, it start, it, it's a little concerning just, how bad they've looked. But again, in the last three years, they've been the, easily the best team in the NFL. So I guess, you know, we'll see when they get to the playoffs. Because again, they'll still make the playoffs. Um, not really worried about that. They get Washington next, next week, um, then Tennessee, then New York. So you're you're expecting three wins there, to be honest. Um, you know, I'd be surprised if they don't, you know, if they don't end up five and three when they go face the Packers, um, you know, after the Giants. So we'll see. But again, if they're, you know, if they're even four and three, um, or four and four after those three games, it's still, it, you know, four and four after eight weeks, no matter how good you are or how bad you are, um, it's going to be tough for you to get to 10, 11 wins, even with, you know, how good the Chiefs can be. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so as far as the Bills, though, I mean, you view them as, do you have them as the number one team right now? Or, well, yeah, I think I've seen, I think a lot of people after last night's game have kind of solidified the Bills as the best team. Um, at least in the AFC, I guess we'll have to see what the NFC looks like, but maybe even the NFL, honestly. I think in the AFC, it's definitely still between them and the Chiefs. You know, it's hard not to say the Bills are better than the Chiefs right now. Um, you know, maybe overall the Chiefs are better, but I think right now the Bills are better. And, you know, Allen definitely started pretty slow, um, and they had a couple of easy opponents the last couple of weeks. But, you know, this was a statement win, you know, in Kansas City. They, I mean, like you said, they just dominated the entire game defensively, offensively. They had no answer for him. So, yeah, I would say right now the Bills, they probably are the best team uh, in the AFC right now. Yeah, right now I would agree. I think if the playoffs started tomorrow, I think the Chiefs would be 100% the favorites to come out of the AFC. With that being said, though, 
I still like the, I still, if you're, if I'm picking my AFC uh, Super Bowl guy or team right now, I still think I go with the Chiefs. I mean, I guess not still, but they're still my favorite at least. Um, I, I know they just lost to the Bills by 18 points, but we're in week five. And I think the reality is, is that maybe they make a trade acquisition from a, for the deadline, or maybe they just have an extra from now on 12 more games or 13 more games, whatever, to, to get better as a team. I still have more faith in – I still prefer Mahomes and Reed than I do Allen and McDermott. Um, I still like the Chiefs' offense much more than the Bills' offense. And defensively, I have faith that the Chiefs' defense can return to what it has been in the recent years, which is we're going to give up our plays. We're not, a, we're not a great defense, but we can be middle of the pack, maybe 20th best defense in the league. But what we do is we create turnovers, we create plays, and we have a couple moments in a couple big games – that really just kind of swing the momentum of the game. And I think the, I think the chiefs defense can be that, especially when you do have Matthew and Jones and if Frank Clark can start being what you would hope he would be, maybe a couple other guys on the defense start playing well, Sorensen or something makes a couple of plays in the playoffs. I think that's, I think that's the type of defense you're hoping for if you're a chiefs fan. And I think it will come eventually. Yeah, that's, that's definitely like their ceiling, I would say, is a middle-of-the-pack defense that when you get to the postseason gets better, but a middle-of-the-pack defense that can at least cause turnovers, but they're not doing that. Um, you know, they're just playing like – I mean, I don't exactly know what they rank defensively right now, but it has to be bottom five. Um, you know, I don't really think they're causing those turnovers like at least they were in the past. So, yeah, a lot of stuff has to flip. Um, we'll see. I mean, Spagnola is the defensive coordinator. He's been the last couple of years. We'll see what happens. You know, if he tries to scheme different, you know, he tries to change the scheme or maybe if they just keep being really bad, maybe a change happens. I'd be surprised. But, um, yeah, they, they definitely have a lot of questions to answer. Um, but like I said, they have three games that aren't easy. But, you know, if you're the Chiefs and you are the team that you think you are, you should win those three games, even with um, I think all three of them are on the road. I know at least Washington and Tennessee are. I would assume New York would be um, considering you're kind of already on the East Coast there. Um, yeah, no, they're actually home against the Giants. So even even no matter what, they're going to beat them. But yeah, I mean, those are three games you should win. You should be five and three going to face the Packers. You know, I will say if they do lose to Washington next week, though, that would be insane. Imagine the Chiefs being two and four to start the year. I mean, that's just I know they're two and three, yeah. which is already shocking. But like two and four, you're at the point where like you're genuinely doubting if you can make the playoffs. So that's that's a big hole to climb out of, especially I mean, in the AFC. Yeah, at that point, you have you basically have to win out. Uh, you know, two and four, you what you have 11 games left, right? So, I mean, you have to at least go nine and two at that point. So, and then again, if the Chargers keep continuing to do what they're doing, you know, maybe they win the division and then you're looking at a wild card spot. And like, again, there are three wild card spots, um, but you do have to look at that. You know, the Bills are going to be there, Ravens, uh, Bron uh, Browns, I should say. Well, and we'll talk about the game probably next, but um, the Bengals, if they continue possibly, if the Colts get better, you know, We'll see. Um, but yeah, they're proud. They may be looking at a wild card spot if they do lose next week or even lose one of those, these next three games. Uh, next game we'll talk about is Browns at chargers. Uh, like you just said, quite just a shootout type of game. Um, it was a game that I didn't watch as much as some other games in that time window, but um, the Chargers ended up pulling out the dub. Herbert looked absolutely just insane um first take on that game what does it mean for the race afc race how do you view these um, teams now 
for the like the entire AFC, you mean? Yeah, like how, just what what are your first reactions from this game? Well, yeah, I mean, I again, I didn't get to watch this game really either because of the Cowboy game, which sucked. But um, this I think this does prove that the Chargers are one of the better teams in the AFC. I mean, you beat the Chiefs and then you beat the Browns. I would say the Browns are definitely you know one of those top five teams in the AFC. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs are even with the record. So yeah, the Chargers. This was definitely another statement win. Um, Herbert is clearly you know an MVP type guy he's going to be a top you know he's a he's on the cusp of being like you know a top seven top six quarterback he's you know obviously with Wilson being injured as well so um yeah I think that even though the Browns lost I thought they played really well again that defense they got shredded in the fourth quarter 26 points in the fourth quarter that's obviously unacceptable but um Baker looked really good the running attack was there um uh, you know Odell had a huge drop on fourth down that cost them um, you know, they had a couple um, missed opportunities that could have won them the game. But, you know, you got to give the Chargers credit. Score 26 points in the fourth quarter to come back like that um, in a shootout type game. That was really impressive. So I think I still have my, uh, you know, hopes high with the Browns, but the Chargers are definitely, um, you know, making noise. But again, we'll see. They're still a young team. Herbert's still only his second year. Staley's in his first year. So they'll probably make mistakes as well. Um, but I'm still encouraged by the Browns, even though they did lose this game. Um, we'll see what happens with the game tonight with the Ravens. You know, the Ravens can move to four and one with the win. So uh, we'll see, but I, I'm still encouraged by the Browns. Yeah, I don't think this game really tells me that much that I didn't already know. The, the Browns and the Chargers are both very talented rosters, and I think they proved that. Um, Mike Williams, I think, maybe proved a little bit to me as a guy who can, assuming he can be healthy, is a legitimate number one as well with already having Keenan Allen. So you pretty much could have two number ones if that's the case um, on top of Eckler. So I think that's big, but the bottom line for me is that both of these teams are teams that I don't need to see stuff from week five for them to prove me anything. I, I what I need to see is stuff from both of these teams in December, January, and then hopefully if they could ever make it February. Um, Herbert, is you're right on the cusp of being that top five quarterback guy. He might already be there. He might already be top five. He's probably, pro he's been a top five quarterback so far, but I think we were kind of expecting that from Herbert. Um, I'd like to see, I, I, I'm assuming Herbert will only get better as the year goes on. He's not, he's not a, a small quarterback with, you know, a weak arm or anything. He's not a guy like a breeze who may go out and play worse in a, in a place like, you know, um, not Lambeau because he's in the AFC, but maybe Arrowhead in December. Like I don't see, I don't see Herbert being a guy that's going to get worse in that type of environment. But the Chargers are known for just, frankly, just choking in in high pressure moments uh, when it's past you know week fifteen of the regular season. So I think that's kind of what I want to see. Um, is Staley's is Staley being a rookie going to come back to bite them? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how good of a game manager he is as a head coach just quite yet. Obviously winning any close game is huge, but I'd like to, I'd like to see that. And as far as the Browns are concerned, they've looked great so far these first five weeks. You could legitimately argue they should be five and zero right now, but the bottom line is they're three and two and they're still in a tight division race with the Ravens and they lost the two teams they've lost to are arguably the two two of the top four teams in the AFC. Yep. Um, and I think that is I think that is big to say that um, they could arguably be five and0, but they're three and two right now. Are, you could argue they could be two and three, they could argue they could be five and0. I just want to see some consistency. Um, you know, you can take a loss like this, but 
let's see some consistent play from Baker that proves he should be getting a big contract extension. Let's see this consistent play down in December. I'd like to see Baker be able to be as good as he was on Sunday as he, you know, could be bet down in December. So we'll see what happens, but, uh, I think both of these teams are legitimate top five teams. It just comes down to can they be consistent and can they perform in December? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the Browns have a tough one next week. They're against the Cardinals who are five and oh. So, you know, they could be three and three. And you know, I would still probably, you know, even if they were to lose next week, I'd obviously it's concerning that they're three and three. But again, that's you know, if the if your three losses are to an undefeated team. Uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers, who are four and one right now, and then whoever they play next week, I would assume that they'd win that game. Um, they play, oh, they play the Ravens. Obviously, a really tough game there. So, still, you're, you know, you would have lost to three of the better teams in the NFL overall. You know, you you obviously need to win some of those games, but you know, if I, I still would be encouraged, um, even if they had a tough loss against the Cardinals next week. Sure. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that was probably the best game, um, overall, probably from this week. Um, I guess probably the next, I guess maybe the next most thrilling game was probably the Packers Bengals, just because of what was happening at the end of the game. Um, you know, we both picked this game. Um, we'll probably do our picks. We'll probably talk about our picks, right. You know, when we're done talking about the games we want to talk about, but, um, we both picked this game for the Packers minus three, and it seemed like a lock again. When we both talked about it, we both agreed. We both ex- you know agreed exactly on what we were talking about, which was Packers going to come in. Bengals team that's been good, um, but they're still young and they're probably not as good as the record is showing. And the Packers going to come in and just smash them. That was not the case. You know they you know they had a big day offensively. Rodgers had a pretty good game. Uh, Devontae Adams had over two hundred yards receiving, but. Um, it was just the miss. I mean, there was what five or six missed kicks in the last like two minutes of the game. It wasn't even like the overall game. Just the last like two minutes, there was five missed kicks. Um, they easily could have lost the game. They could have. They. They. I mean, they should have won the game to begin with. But like, they could have lost the game multiple times. Uh, Crosby was usually clutch um, in those situations. Missed three kicks. Um, you know, we were watching. That's what the game we were watching right at the end. It was just a crazy, crazy sequence of events. Um, and the really the craziest thing was, and we talked about it, was the, the Bengals not going for it on fourth down when they kicked the 49-yard field goal that they missed and the kicker thought it went in. It was fourth and one, and we thought they should have went for it because you already missed, you know, there's already been a couple of missed kicks. It's not, it's not a guaranteed kick. It's not like you're 30 yards in or 49 yards out. Um, that, was, that was definitely a perplexing decision from Zach Taylor. Um, but, yeah, I think, the, I think the better team and the right team still won the game, but um, it was definitely a crazy sequence of events. Yeah, I think looking back on it, I definitely did want them to go for it. I don't think it's an egregious decision they went for the kick. It's it's a 49-yarder is a lot more different than, you know, a 55-yarder or whatever. Um, but I still think they should have gone for it. Obviously, hindsight's 2020. He missed the kick. But I just think it's a tough spot to put. I think he's a rookie, a rookie kicker in, um, essentially a guy who hasn't proven anything. Um, I would have tried to just get one yard and just guarantee yourself the game, give him a 35-yard chip shot. And, and call it a day. Um, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't think it's a fireable offense. Obviously, it's not a fireable offense. Your three and two is the Bengals, who should have, who are expected to be one and four. Um, but but yeah, I, I would have gone for it there. But that was definitely a really good game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess nothing really much else to say from that. It was just kind of that ending sequence of there. But um, I mean, what do you think of the Bengals though? I mean, do you view them now like? 
do you view them as having a legitimate shot as a wild card team, or do you still view them as being like eight and nine to end the year, seven and ten? Well, I think they'll probably again. You already have three wins, so it's tough not to finish probably above five. You know, five six wins, maybe that seven win mark. You know, just seeing who they play and stuff. But you know, you look at the AFC right now. You got Chargers, Bills, Ravens, tight. This is a baseball record. Titans. Um, and then you have the Bengals, but you have teams obviously like Kansas City, Cleveland's also three and two. Um, you know, if the Colts could, you know, somewhat pick it up, a, a win tonight would be huge for them to get to two and three. So, you know, there's definitely teams that are, I should be above them and probably are above them. Um, so I think a wild card's probably out of the, you know, their like their path. But you know, if Burrow really turns into like this, you know, it's top quarterback, like a Herbert type quarterback, and you know, I think Burrow can get there. Um, but the way Herbert's playing, possibly, but this team is definitely not as talented nor as good as the Chargers are. So I'd be surprised. Um, I think they're probably looking at like a six win, maybe seven win, but I, I think like a six win. I, you know, I think six wins is solid for this team. Yeah, seven wins, eight wins. I think that's really solid for this team, considering um, just they're not that good, to be honest. Yeah, I have this this team exactly in the same spot as where I have like the Carolina Panthers, maybe a little bit yeah. slightly worse. I think this team could be seven. They could get to eight wins. I mean, they could. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know that I bet on it, but they could. But they're going to be a team that should compete in almost every game, um, and that's essentially what they've done so far. First game, the one by, uh, against the Vikings by three. They lost to the Bears by three. The Steelers game was kind of like the exception to the rule. They beat the Steelers by 14, beat the Jaguars by three, and then lose to the Packers by three. They're going to be competitive yeah. in every single game, but. You know, they're they're arguably pretty lucky to be three and two right now. Um, I think many people would still have the Steelers as a better team than the Bengals, even though the Bengals beat the Steelers. I don't know that I would or wouldn't, but um, their schedule is only going to get tougher. I mean, the Packers is just kind of the start of it. They play the Ravens. Um, obviously, they play the Browns. Obviously, they play the 49ers, Chargers, Broncos, Ravens again, Chiefs like they're it's and yeah, their end of schedule. They go Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. I mean, those last yeah. six games, you're going to be lucky if you go two and four. You'll probably go one and five um, with the Broncos being the exception there. But that's – I mean, that's a brutal end to the schedule. Even if you're looking at, like, five, six wins before that, I mean, you'll be lucky. Like I said, you'll be lucky to win two games and probably one game. Yeah, no, I would agree. But I still think this team should compete in every single game, and I think that's what you're hoping for. Yeah. Um, if this team can go, like, six and 11, seven and 10 – I think you're in a super gray area on what you do with Zach Taylor because he's obviously failed the past season or two or whatever. Um, but he really hasn't had much at all. Um, obviously with Burrow going down last year. And if you go, let's just say you go seven and 10, I mean, that's a super gray area because there's going to be times when he looks solid and then times when he looks bad, would you fire him if you go seven and 10? I don't know. It's a question that I, I just, I, I think you'd have to watch the games and see what happens, but yeah, I, I think exactly that. I think that I don't love him as a coach. I think that you probably be better off, you know, you go seven and 10 or, or really even if you go six and 11, but you have really good games, um, you know, do you go to that other coach that brings you to the next level? I think that's also that's obviously the other um, you know view on that. And I think that's probably the right choice to get to that coach. Again, you have to see what the coaching options are, obviously. Um, but I don't think Taylor is probably that type of guy. Uh, for this team, it really, even as a head coach, I, I think he's good. He's not great. I think he's like kind of that bridge coach that takes your team to that level. And then another coach brings you up. Um, but I think really, were you, the question I had, again, after this game, another huge game from uh, Jamar Chase, 
were you a chase guy or a Sewell guy? I forget what, when, you know, what side you were on in that um, discussion. Um, I think I was very just not, I wasn't, I didn't, I don't think I really took much of a side. Um, cause I didn't hate either prospect. And I think that those are both areas. Obviously the Bengals have receivers, but none of them are like clear cut number ones. Higgins Boyd are both to me more number twos, maybe number threes, arguably. So I don't know. I mean, right now it looks like Jamar Chase was the right call, but I mean, I don't even, it's only been five weeks, so it's still as tough to tell. Yeah. Because, you know, you see a lot of stuff like Sewell's played really well. uh, Also, Um, you know, obviously just alignments, you don't really think about it, but yeah, I mean, Chase has definitely surprised me. I didn't think he'd, you know, be this good. Again, it's only five weeks. He could easily struggle, you know, for the next couple of games. But he definitely looks pretty good. It's hard to put up numbers like this and then, like, just put up, like, you know, zeros uh, for the rest of the season. So, we'll see. But, again, they still need to fix that offensive line. Once they do that and you probably get the right coach and then, obviously, a couple defensive pieces, um, yeah, they're going to be on their way to being one of the top teams. But that's another two years, I would say. Um and then at that point, yeah, Burroughs in the league for a couple of years. Uh, you have Chase already set. We'll see with Mixon. But, you know, at that point, you, you'll have a pretty good team in about two years, I would say. I would say two years are probably, um, you know, going to be competing for that division. Who would you rather have for the rest of their careers, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? Ooh, um, I mean, we've already seen a year of Jefferson, so it's tough not to pick him. But I think Chase is I was going to say Chase is probably the more electric player, but I mean, Jefferson's pretty electric as well. I mean, like I didn't, I thought he'd be a little bit down this year, but he's been pretty good. Um, You know, he's, I think he's been a little more quiet than last year. I don't think people are giving him as much attention, but he's been pretty good. Uh, I I guess I, I guess I go chase. I don't know. I I think it's honestly a flip of the coin. I don't think you're, I don't think you're mad at whoever you get if you get Jefferson and Chase. I think Chase is the more physically dominating receiver. I think he is. He just has a bigger stature. Um, but my answer to that would be whoever just has the like quieter personality and, oh, yeah. and like smaller ego. Because I mean, my take on receivers is like you can be as good as you want. If your personality is a detriment to the locker room, then you're pretty much worthless. Um, I think Odell is a pretty good example of that. Obviously now he's he's not even nearly as good to justify what his ego was before, but even when he was a top receiver, the second he signed out, kind of just had that big ego. His talent kind of just went down the drain to me. And I think if you look at a lot of the receivers, that's that's kind of the case. It, like a guy like Julio and a guy like Larry Fitz and those types of guys are are you know hard to find. Uh, they're harder to find than it is to find like a, a good receiver with a big ego. So my answer would be whoever has the smaller ego genuinely. Cause I think both of these guys are pretty close. I think Jamar chase might have the higher peak. He just, he just is bigger. He's stronger, but yeah. I think it does help that at least for chase, he plays in Cincinnati. So it's like, even if you do have a big ego and, and, you know, it's, I guess technically markets don't technically matter anymore, but like, you know, if he was in New York or something and he had, he did have somewhat of an ego and I don't even know if he does, but it would be, you know, obviously expanded just because of the market you're in. So at least him being in Cincinnati, I would assume it's going to be quieter than most markets, obviously. So I think that helps, but yeah, I, I obviously want a receiver like Amari Cooper is a perfect receiver to me because 
he doesn't I mean he doesn't even show any emotion just like Julio like I don't like those guys don't AJ Green was like that again another Cincinnati guy so they I mean they were just really productive and they don't do anything they don't say anything they don't go on social media and like tweet stuff that make no sense so yeah I totally agree with that as well um and I, yeah, I, I think they have their own egos, but it's not something that's detriment to the team. And that's obviously the main goal, I would say. If you're making me pick a, make a pick right now and not making me give like a cop an answer, I would go with Jefferson, by the way. Okay. I, for the, well, didn't you just say Chase would be more, uh, have a higher. Yes, defense? but I think, I think Jefferson would be, will be more consistent. And I think Jefferson will probably have a longer career. I don't know that for a fact, but Is, I just think. It, well, what were you going to say? I don't think Jefferson will have to rely on his physical f- dominance as much as Chase will have to. I think Jefferson has a slightly longer career. And I prefer Jefferson, I think, as a receiver over Chase. Even if it's not objective, it's more subjective. But, but yeah. I was going to say, is this based on their current situations? Or is this just like, if you could pick your own team, and like who do you want as your receiver? This is like me picking a team I would prefer – Jefferson. I also think Jefferson will have a better career than Chase. Okay. But I think if yeah, I think if you were picking your own receiver, I think it'd be really tough. But honestly, in their current situations with what's going on, I think you'd obviously rather have Chase because even though you have cousins in Minnesota, it's like he's not he's not the long-term option there. So unless they like you have to see what quarterback they get next, which is obviously gonna be a question because when as long as cousins is there, they're gonna be competitive enough to where you're not gonna have a top five pick. Um, well, you already have Burrow, who already has the connection with Chase as well. So I think, you know, I think that would probably lean towards Chase. But if you're picking your own receiver, yeah, I th- like I said, I think either guy is the is the right option if it's between those two guys. Um, but uh, I guess we there was a couple other, you know, game-winning field goal situations this week. A couple of the other games kind of blowouts. I mean, the Bucks destroyed the Dolphins. Uh, the Steelers, they kind of manhandled the Broncos. Um, you know, it's kind of surprising. Maybe not surprising, but just the Steelers have looked so bad. Um, and even though the Broncos are kind of fraudulent 3-0, 3-1 team, um, I was kind of expecting them to win. Bridgewater was back for that game um, coming off the concussion. So definitely surprising there. Uh, Eagles beat the Panthers. That was, I know you picked the Panthers. Definitely surprising. Um, you know, the Panthers, again, another fraudulent 3-0 team that we suspected. But to lose this game, that's a really bad loss, especially for a team that is at least in the position to look for a wild card. Um, that was really bad. If you have something to say about that, you can. Um, but Not really. I think Donald just didn't have a great game. The Panthers overall didn't have a great game. but Yeah. Um, and again, we'll see. They get when they get Gilmore in what two weeks, I guess it will be. Um, and then C Mac is going to come back at some point, so we'll see what happens with them at that point. But even still, um, Titans they destroyed the Jaguars, Jaguars 0 5. There's been some rumors about Urban Meyer possibly getting fired in the middle of the season. Um, we'll see. I, I mean, you've been on it the entire time about him, you know, probably just being a one and done. And I was, I was maybe just not thinking about it or didn't want to think about it. But now that, you know, just seeing how they're playing and stuff and obviously all the off the field stuff. Yeah. I will not be surprised if he's fired after this season because it looks like they're going to go. I mean, like, do you, do you think they're going to win over two games this year? I mean, I'd have to look at their schedule. I could look at it right now. I don't know. Uh, over I mean, two games, really no, I would go. I would go under two, but I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, they're gonna win a game. Like, I would be shocked if they went zero and seventeen. But 
I would be shocked as well because you're going to have one game where Lawrence does like have an incredible game and you just need your defense to make a couple stops. Um, but I mean, they just look, I mean, they're just not a good football team at all. And again, this was before the season. I thought they would actually be at least decent um, for the over-unders. Like I, I'd pick their over. I thought they'd be decent again, not in a great division, but they just look really bad. And I think it's, I think it's Meyer with all the off the field stuff and him probably not being the perfect candidate for the position anyways. Um, so yeah, I, I think for sure he gets fired after the season, but if they get like blown out these next couple of games and it looks really bad, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, a, a medical situation pops up for Urban Meyer and then, you know, he has to get fired or something. Um, but that was that game, Pat's game. We already kind of talked about Drew's obviously going to talk about that later. Um, the four o'clock games besides the Chargers Browns one, you had the Cardinals Niners and Bears Raiders. I mean, I guess we talked the, Bear, uh, the Bears Raiders game just because, again, another 3 0 team that loses to the Chargers last week. Probably a closer game than the score um, indicated that it was, but you face the Bears this week at home. A really bad loss. Um, that's a game you really just can't lose against the Bears. You only score nine points, don't even put up, uh, you put up one touchdown, but. You know, th- this was just not a good game from a team that, again, you could still possibly make a wild card if you're three and one, you win, you're four and one, you have a good shot at it. But again, a really bad loss from the Raiders. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if this is a loss because the Raiders just aren't very good or if it has to do anything with the John Gruden situation, just being a really yeah. distracting thing to the rest of the locker room, um, especially Gruden. I mean, Gruden having to deal with something like that and going to play a game. In, in having to be the coach, which means you're having to spend all the time game planning and everything seems like it would be a distraction, but at the same time, Belichick dealt with deflate gate before Super Bowl 49 and it, they won that game. So I don't want to use that as an excuse or anything. Um, yeah. I mean, the Raiders just might not be very good. Um, Carr might've just had one of those Ryan Fitzmagic type of starts to the season where he just goes off and looks like an MVP um, it's, just, it's just that his name isn't Ryan Fitzpatrick. Obviously, Carr is better than Fitzpatrick, but he may just fall down to earth. This team may be what we think it is, which is a 6-10 and 10 team. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah, I um, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Gruden situation. I mean, we don't really get into, like, what happened, but, you know, the we'll see what happens with him at the end of the season, though, because, one, the team hasn't been, just football-wise, the team, obviously, the last couple of years has not been that good. Um, and they're kind of destined to end up in that you know eight and nine seven and ten nine and eight situation again um so you and then obviously with the off the field stuff you have to see what happens so you know that would be a that would be a situation where you might see an opening at the end of the season um but we'll see um again he had that 10-year contract but obviously he was never going to finish that one out anyways but we'll see uh again cardinals niners uh no garoppolo for this game um it was just announced that lance has a knee sprain but the niners have a bye this week so he again maybe we'll see if garoppolo could play um their next game but um they did lose their two and three the cardinals are five and oh another team for the cardinals where i think we both agree that we definitely like them going into the season um them being five and oh i don't think changes how we view them i think we still view them as I guess now you'd probably put them as at least the third best team just because the Seahawks don't have Russell Wilson for who knows how long, but um, yeah, I think they're at least the third best team. Um, probably maybe the second best team, but I still have the Rams above them for sure. Um, the Niners will see about it, but yeah, this is another team that five and zero. but where do you realistically see them ending up um, when the season's over? 
It's a super difficult question because them starting 3-0 wasn't it was kind of expected. I mean, the Titans was a game that was kind of more of a toss-up, but you expect to beat the Vikings at home. You expect to beat the Jaguars. Um, the Rams was a statement game. Um, to beat the Rams by 17 points, huge. And then to come out the next week and beat the, uh, beat your division rival again in the 49ers, another big win. But I don't think you. this wasn't a game where, like, had they come out and had they put up 37 and held the Niners to, you know, 20 or whatever, kind of like last week against, against the Rams, I'd be much more confident in saying this team is a real legit competitor. I want to see how they look against the Browns next week. They're traveling to Cleveland. The Browns, even though they're three and two, have looked like a top tier ta- ta- top tier team on at least paper. Um, I want to see how they look. I want to see how the defense looks against that offense. I want to see how their offense looks against the Browns defense. If they can come out and beat the Browns and make it look like a game that they have under control the whole time. I think you're much more confident about this team because then you're six and zero. Then after that, you get to host the Texans and you host the Packers. Um, I think you're you you're probably looking at seven and zero, and then you know you kind of start to get into Packers, 49ers, Panthers might be competitive still, Seahawks. But I don't know. I, like, so to me, I don't I don't view this team as a team that has a chance to get to the Super Bowl still. Well, I guess maybe a chance, sure, but a very small chance. I still don't view this team as a, the best team in the division. If everyone's healthy, I still view this team as the worst team in the division. Um, with that being said, this was a division that I said is the best of all time. And there's a very legitimate shot. All three, all four of the teams could make the playoffs um, at the beginning of the year. With injuries, it's not looking like that. Um, if Wilson's out for another six or seven weeks, then that's not looking good for the Seahawks. They might as well just tank if, if that's the case, if they end up being like two and seven, two and six when uh, Wilson comes back. Um, but yeah, I, so I like this Cardinals team. They're they're, I, but I genuinely think they're closer to the Panthers than they are to the Rams. I don't think they're the Panthers. Like, I don't think they're that seven and 10 yeah, team yeah. that's competitive, but I think they're closer to that. I think they're probably around that 10 and seven team than they are to They're They're closer to seven and 10 than they are to 13 and four, which I think that's probably what the Rams are. So, yeah, I, I view the Cardinals as the fifth best team in the NFC right now. Um, again, yeah, the Seahawks with no Wilson, the Niners haven't looked great. Um, I would have the Rams, Bucks, Packers, and Cowboys above them. I think that is, I think most people would probably have that, even with the Cardinals technically being the best team in the NFC. But and yeah, NFL. I, yeah, well, yeah, in the NFL. Um, but yeah, this is like for them, it's just again, if they can beat the Browns next week, and, and then again, they have the Texans, so like. You know, if they win next week, they're going to be 7-0, and which, you know, again, that means a lot. And, again, this isn't a situation like last year where the Steelers were or were they 11-0 or whatever they were. Like, it, this is a clearly a better team than that Steelers team was last year. But I, I still wouldn't put much faith into it. Again, when you're 7-0, and you're, you're going to make the playoffs at that point. It's just almost impossible to not make the playoffs at that point. But, I, yeah, I you know, I could easily see him losing in the first round of the playoffs. And a lot's going to be on Murray's shoulders. A lot's going to be on Kingsbury's shoulders. The defense is going to have to – they played well so far. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens when they play a Rams or a Bucks in the playoffs. We'll see what happens when they go against a top-tier offense like that. Um, and then if their offense can even match that. Again, they have a really good offense, but a lot is on the shoulders of Murray. If he doesn't have a good game, they're just not going to win the game regardless. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I definitely like him. But I definitely have my doubts about him as well. And I think when the end of the season comes, they'll, you know, they'll make, they'll make the playoffs. We'll see if they still win the division or not. I think the Rams probably still will. But, um, yeah, I, I could easily see him losing in the first round, though. Yeah, I could too. Um, 
I guess so that's pretty much every single game we just talked about from week five. A um, couple others, but pretty just irrelevant. Um, I guess our predictions, I went, I want to say I went one, three, and one with the Packers game being the push game. Um, I was right on the Texans game, but I think that was it. So, yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah, that was it. Um, for me, I went three, one, and one. Obviously, the Packers game was the push. And my one loss was the uh, the Browns and the Chargers. I had the Browns again. That again, that one easily could have went my way as well. Um, but yeah, the Bucks covered ten points. Dallas seven, and then the uh, the Bills were plus two and a half. They covered for me. So uh, updated records. Let's see. So you're 12, 12 and one. Um, so you're five hundred. Uh, yeah. te- technically. Um, and then I'm. I was, I was 14 and six, so I'm 17, seven and one. So I'm, wow. I'm very confident with my picks. I mean, uh, I this confident. is, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling great right now. Um, last year was, a, I mean, listen, 12 to one, that's pretty bad. I got to pick it up. I had that one week that I went like one and four in. That really killed me. Obviously, this week doesn't help either going one, three and one. Um, but I legitimately got to pick it up because if I go, if I finish under 500 on the year, I would be very disappointed. Um, even if I finished 500, I would still be disappointed. I'd like to finish at least like, like what six, you know, like uh, I'd like to finish with a positive, positive record at, at the very least. And right yeah. now yeah. I'm net neutral. So. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. Again, we still have so many games left. Um, I just have – I'm scared about that presentation because I have some I have some takes that I know I would have to include in that. And, yeah, that's not, not what I'm looking forward to. But I can yeah. still win this for sure. I mean, it's only five games. That's only – it's only one week if you really think about it. Um, yeah, look, if you go four and one one week and I go one and four, it's it completely flips. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way you have to look at it. Um, and I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, like week six again. Now teams are going to have some buys, so there's going to be some teams that you know aren't going to be playing. I think that does matter a little bit, um, just in terms of like you're like me of that go-to team that's just not going to be playing again. And this week, this upcoming week, we're both taking the Cowboys Patriots game, right? We did agree on that. So um, I don't. Let me see if there's a line for it. Uh, right now, it's minus four. I'm just looking at ESPN right now. Uh, it's minus four for Dallas. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel confident in that line. I love that line. So you would take Dallas? Yeah. Why would I not take Dallas? No, I'm just wondering. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, would I take Dallas? I mean, we've I put know. up 30-plus points basically every single game this year, um, except for the Charger game, but we won that, so it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think about what I'm going to take in that. I mean, it's, it's like, scary for me to not take the same game as you just because, like, if you're right. But then if I'm right, so it's, you know, we'll see. But we'll talk about that. Um, we'll be back Thursday. Appreciate everybody who's watched the end of this episode. Um, sorry that it's not out Monday. Well, I guess it technically will be out Monday. But sorry that we didn't record last night. Weather delay. The game didn't finish until very late. So if it we was, had recorded, uh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was one in the morning and it was still the third quarter. So, I mean, 
Like I, yeah. I, I thought when when the delay happened in the halftime, I thought they were doing a Ring of Honor thing. Like I, that's what I thought it was because I I thought they said something about that, and then like it just never came back from halftime, and I was just like, all right, this is like getting a little ridiculous now. And then I think I looked on Twitter and they said there was like lightning and stuff. So I, I mean, it was still a crazy delay. It was like an hour, 15 minutes or something or an hour or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I stuck through the whole thing. I like watched almost all of the halftime presentation too. It was, I mean, they, they just had some like really boring highlights. Had they known yeah. it was going to be an hour delay, then they would have been able to have better highlights, but their highlights were literally like two plays of a game. Cause obviously, you know, when you're halftime presentations, like, 15 minutes or 10 minutes you know yeah and they've already um, done the highlights two times over from pregame so it's, yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah i mean we got to see a lot of drew Brees, which i thought was interesting um because we haven't really seen like too too much of drew Brees. i mean we've seen a little bit but i think that was probably a lot of people's like first time getting to see more than like a five minute little bite of drew Brees. um yeah how, how was it i again i, I didn't watch the whole halftime but he was all right. I didn't think he was anything special, though. Um, like, he, he he didn't really give him too much insane input. Um, they didn't talk about the Saints game that much, which I thought was interesting because you have Drew Brees there. But, um, yeah, I thought he was all right. I mean, it's tough for me to give, like, some super in-depth take on what he did right and wrong. He didn't do anything, like, right or wrong necessarily. He was just all right. He wasn't amazing. Um, if like Tony Romo's start to his like broadcasting career was a 10 out of 10, um, because obviously he's been good at it ever since the start, essentially, I think Breeze is looking at like a six out of 10. Uh, he, he was all right. Um, he gave some good insight on some stuff, but he wasn't anything like, wow, like he was really meant for T. I don't think he's like somebody that's like, wow, he's clearly meant for TV. So but I think he can work on it. I think he can be, I think he can be great. So if he's the guy that does replace Collinsworth um, down yeah. the line, then I think he can work up to it, but I don't think he would have been, if he were to replace Collinsworth this season or something, let's just say, I don't think he would have been nearly as good as, as somebody like Breeze. So, or sorry, sorry, yeah. somebody like Romo. Yeah. 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 I, I think the right move, honestly, for like a player transitioning straight from NFL to booth is not go to the booth, but like a studio guy like him or, you're doing the booth just don't go on like straight to sunday night or straight to monday night and again that's what they want i mean that's the reason why they're paying they want those guys but i mean romo's like a one out of a million where it works like perfectly as soon as it happens you know like witten it didn't really work i mean breeze they put him in the studio for a reason i know collinsworth was there but if they wanted to replace collinsworth with breeze they would have done it they clearly just it's it just wasn't right so um, I think it's the right move to do something like that. And then we'll see, like, maybe like a Peyton Manning or an Eli Manning. I know they have the Manning thing, but they'll probably be in a booth at some point. I mean, someone's going to pay him like $20 million to do it. So you might as well just accept all that money. But, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, like, when Brady retires, we'll see what he does. I don't think he's – he's not yeah, going to go in the booth. Not. But just old veterans like that, like, I'm very interested to see how that plays out because um, somebody – I don't know how many athletes you would have as like more name recognize, like who who's more famous than Drew Brees that would retire soon. I don't know. Maybe just, maybe it's just Brady, but it's going to be interesting to see which ex NFL players come in and take some, some jobs from some guys who aren't well, necessarily. Yeah. I was going to say one thing baseball wise, um, not even the games or anything, even though, I mean, the Red Sox could clinch tonight. There's a lot of stuff happening, but um 
just that same thing. Adam Wainwright, he was on the broadcast for the White Sox Astros games last night. I mean, he's still pitching in the MLB. So, I mean, that's like another kind of situation, even though it's baseball, baseball is easier because it's just so much slower. Um, and you can kind of talk it whenever you want, but yeah, I mean, that's another situation where, I mean, he's already doing booth work while he's still playing. I mean, he pitched, you know, a week and a half ago in the wild card game. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's, that's officially it. Um, we'll be back Thursday. Um, stay tuned on the clips channel for me and Brandon's episodes that we do on our teams. Um, at some point, I think after this week, we'll do one of those things on the clips channel together, talk about that game. Um, that'll be interesting as well as stay tuned for MLB stuff because we could be seeing some upsets early on. Um, yeah. We arguably already have. Um, so that'll be interesting. Stay tuned. Both this channel, clip channel, social media is everything in the description. We'll be back Thursday. Goodbye.